semester two, Eags, 2023. And don't worry, I won't say Happy New Year because if you're saying it three weeks into January, come on, you're hanging out for dear life here. I'm Giovanni Collada. I'm the host of the Beacon Street Buzz, and that's right, folks. We are back. The guys and I return to the studio for the first time in over a month, bringing you everything you need to know BC. Well, sports for this one, but not for the rest of the semester. We are going to be changing up the show a little bit, bringing you not just sports, but other funny tidbits that happen here on the Heights. But tonight, we are a sports podcast. Start off with a BC month in review. Hockey is on a tear recently. Jackson and Paul take us through the games that have happened since we last looked at this team. The huge BU win, the split first Arizona State, the big win at Frozen Fenway, and beating Sacred Heart for the first time in their new barn. In addition, we look forward to how the 18th ranked Eagles can go into their matchup, which is probably going to be the biggest one of the season, this upcoming weekend as we get the split versus BU Round two and three. Let's go. Basketball. Led by Nick and Timmy, the guys and I talk about the big win versus Virginia Tech. Mir lost to Duke in the final seconds. And the return of the big man, QP. Quinton Post, and he's returning to the Eagles. We also look at how this team can maybe right the ship for an ACC tournament run. Finally, we get into some lax talk. It'll be a great start to spring semester here on BSB. And so without further ado... Ladies and gents, let's get buzzing. We're back, Timmy. What's good, Timmy? We haven't, we haven't seen you in a while. How you doing? Bro, uh, why you disappear, though? Where were you? I was at my house. Doing what? Playing some FIFA. Anything else? my Wonder Kids. Yeah, no. You got you made I, you made that good poll when we were. Oh, what'd you say? You finals week. Oh, no. I I actually drove by Timmy's house over break. Oh yeah. Uh, I was getting lunch in his town. He graciously invited me outside. So he came out. What kind of car do you drive? What kind of Sorry. car do I drive? Yeah. Why do I need to let the what's your uh, What's your license plate on it? KTV5296. What's your opinion of the Williams situation? Oh, yeah. Williams situation, well, yeah. situation Jackson? Yeah, you still haven't told oh, us about car. Oh, Jackson, what, what? Nah, we don't need to go into it. Uh, welcome, welcome Paul, what's your social security number for listening numbers? All right. This, my social security number is 85. That's it? Just uh, eight and five? Uh, his mic cut off. That's crazy. Off. They cut him off. We cut, we cut him off. We can't have that going out. No one needs Paul. Are we going to talk about sports? Number. There's not a lot in there. I just have one more thing. Is... Paul. Ten- technically, you... yes, Nick. Technically. How are you prepping for your court date? What was that? The 29th? Okay, okay. <laughs> so, I come back in from break. My dorm. I have a little whiteboard next to my desk. I walk. Yeah, yeah. Everybody seems to to want me to succeed in this court case. But uh, I come back into my dorm. No, that's not true at all. Yeah. You guys are against me? Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm going, well, I'm going, with, the, the, I'm going with the state. The mass, I'm going state versus, versus Paul Kultovich. Yeah. State versus Kultovich. I'm taking the state. Children was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got great odds. Minus 180 on the state to win. Well, Paul, listen. Well, are we making a book? No, we're making a book. Let's make a book. I walk back into why you're going to court. Well, 
long story short, I walk back into my dorm. My roommate, uh, Timmy, for those of you who don't know, decided to, you know, mess things up a little bit. I walk in and on my whiteboard, he wrote court date, January 28th. And, you know, my family were unpacking in my room and one of my family members is like, court date, January 29th. How do you know it's my Let's dad? Let's just say there was some distress. I never said it was my dad. You, you said multiple hey, times. Hey, Jackson, I need you to not interrupt Paul's story. Thank you so much. So, well, I, we still can't rule it out because that day hasn't come yet. I mean, Timmy might just be a prophet. You know, it is not the 29th yet. It's okay. We all go to court. I've already got we the court. We got 10 days of this recording. I do have to say, to prove everyone wrong, court date January 29th. The 29th is a Sunday, which thus proves it's false. I feel like they You said the 28th. Isn't it a leap year? 15 stop switching the story. What's going I'm on right now? Stop switching the story. This isn't going to hold up in court, Paul. Wow, it's starting to go downhill for you. Well, if you guys are so confident. Objection, Your Honor. Decide. Sustained. Wait, hold on. Timmy, watch a few good men so we can say the famous Did you order the code red? Yep, there you go. Timmy, can you handle the truth? You can handle the truth. I fully asked him. Even the 76ers can handle the truth. I fully asked him. Speaking of BC hockey. Try and uh, nice. Nice transition. Uh, seamless. Jackson, talk to me about this BC hockey team. How are they doing? They're good. They're good. How? They're good at the hockey? They, they like, shoot goal, cheap puck into net, and it goes in, and now they are 18th oh, ranked in the country. That's and deep that's analysis that's right there. Stop, please. I, the Eagles over break, uh, they play well. I mean, clearly well enough to get nationally ranked now. They move up to 18th. Uh, had a couple of big games. They uh, Without Cutter, they... Split with ACU, which was huge because I mean, Cutter's our best player. Let's not be like, let's be real. Uh, they play outside UMass against UMass in Fenway Park, which obviously is something special for the players and get that get the job done there. Uh, did they play this weekend? Uh, they do this upcoming weekend. Yeah, yeah we got Vermont. a back to back against Vermont, who's the worst ranked team in hockey. So, yeah, so that's uh, multiple points right there. Hopefully, we take six points. Uh, what are our chances like uh, making the tourney? Uh, not that actually pretty good. It, it depends which tournament you're talking about. The uh, hockey East tournament, oh, everyone gets in, and it's a matter of do we have a chance of winning it. We always do. Always rivalry, so anything can happen. But at the same time, like there are teams that are better than us right now in the NCAA bracket. Um, there's 16 teams get in. Uh, a couple auto bids, I believe, too. So that's what, a little frustrating. So you kind of want to be around the top 12 range to get in as a team. So, so before we left for break. We were at, I think it was, we're we're pre- we had, so we haven't covered in over a month, and did we create, they were, did we cover BU? We did not cover BU. The did not, so we, that, they're dumbasses. Nine to six, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, big, big win there. Yeah, so our last episode was before then, and we were talking about how big of a stretch this was for the team, and I, I think it was only one loss, that one. So you look at, you look at the stretch for them, Paul, as you're saying, they're now mm. nine, six, and four with five, three, and three record in the conference. As we I think started. they started out like, what, two, four, and they were, they were three, five, they were five, four, and four. But I think at the time we covered last covered VC hockey, they get that huge win at BU. Oh yeah, so yeah, uh, I got I got the schedule up here. Yeah, here. Right. If you get you get nine six against BU, which is a huge game, we were all there. That was something I've never seen before. High scoring, fast paced, uh, everything seemed lethal. Uh, ASU again, you split without Cutter. That's huge. UMass, you go in, get the win four two, in Fenway Park in front of people outside, I guess, um, and then. Sacred Heart, it's their first game in their new stadium. That's huge. The place was packed. Everyone was there. They got the job done in over. Heading into Vermont. Well, Vermont's actually coming here, and that's two points. You need you need all – it's six points, right? You need all six points. You got to sweep them. You got to sweep Vermont. So that was their biggest stretch of the season. And as I was saying, they needed that to continue to go forward and make hopefully make a push for the tourney. 
but they've done what they needed to so far, and um, I think their tournament chances depend on what they do going forward. Yeah. They just got to build off this. Of this. They're definitely right not out of it. If they were to get all six points this weekend, they'll move past UMass Lowell, who has 20 points. BC currently has 19. The thing about BC, they've played a lot less games than a bunch of these other teams, which is something pretty strange because over break, they didn't play that many games. Unlike many other teams like BU, Northeastern, they tend to, UConn racked up a lot of games. So if they can come out, they have I know they have UMass Lowell soon. They have BU obviously next week. If you can there's win there's four there's of those games like in conference, like, big, that's, that's huge. That will shoot you up the rankings, and we need that. Like, and that unfortunately for us is the the way that college hockey works. Hockey East is pretty much the most competitive division, hey, no. league, whatever you want to call it, conference. No, no, no. Uh, no. Maybe, no. The only the only other only thing that can rival this division. We got Merrimack, Northeastern, UConn, BU, Providence, UMass Lowell in front of us. Now the only team, only teams out of those. I don't think we beat UConn, and we definitely didn't again, beat Merrimack. Merrimack's so what, again, we're, we're right battling these the top thing? teams. Yeah. Quinnipiac. Oh, Quinnipiac. Uh, yeah, isn't Q? Yeah, still second. Okay, three, whatever. BU. We all know they're frauds. They're dead. It just is what it is. But because of that name value sake, we're looking. We're looking ahead to. Looking ahead, to BU, yeah. Looking ahead to BU next week. Here's a stat I thought it was interesting. Is that our penalty kill percent is 87.2, which is 10% higher than BU's. Now, we had two power play goals in the 9-6 to six win. That, I mean, that's going to be a pretty big deal. Anytime you get a power play, whether it's home or away, wherever it is, like to be able to kill the penalty on the other side is huge ball. For sure, the the penalty kill, like you're saying, they they got to go forward with that. And I, I that game nine six high high offensive scoring game. <laughs> hey, you heard that come out, Jackson. <laughs> it was a high, high offensive scoring game. And obviously, Benson, the defense, they want to reset from that. And my prediction is going to be this upcoming week. It's going to be a low scoring game, and they're gonna and they're gonna have to capitalize on, on these power play chances. You're the sweet BU that. That would be that'd be, that'd amazing. be amazing. It'd be great. You'd sweep, not only you'd sweep amazing, the weekend, you'd sweep the year. It'd be huge. BC needs it. <clears throat> Looking at the ECAC rankings, which BC's not in. Uh, really, the only good teams right now in that division is Quinnipiac, Harvard, and Cornell. So, to be honest, Hockey East is probably the toughest division in hockey right now. Uh, one thing I want to point out: we keep talking about Cutter, and we keep talking about the top of the team. And that BU game, we had eight different players score. If you can keep getting the puck score around like that against the BU team, goals. you will beat them. Yeah, but the no- yeah, but to note to note about Gote, we talk about the top of the team as we start to move out of uh, into basketball. Gote is tied for tenth in hockey's play with thirteen points, and he's averaging one point three po- points per game, which two is the third best. Uh, in the I think we should also cover the, the reason why Carter wasn't at ASU is yeah. he was competing like, in the World, World Juniors, Juniors, which he did. Pretty well. I think he was tied tied fifth, I think, in points. Nice little third yeah. place. With, like, three other guys. He, I mean, obviously, you're not going to do as good as Conradar. Dude's literally the next Gretzky, probably. But, like, Cutter stood out for himself. Obviously, the Americans did not get it done. Yeah, but it's not. The World Juniors is about third, winning third's the whole bad. thing. I mean, you get Canada on your side. I don't think Canada bracket. was on our side of the bracket. Well. Yeah, but the, no, because they split they it up. They won A two, B two, whatever. I mean, BC's ranked. That's really all that matters. As long as we get into the NCAA conference, NCAA playoffs, in my opinion, that's a win for the year. Obviously, you want to compete for the chip, but for, for him having it be his first season with a team that doesn't 
not necessarily has as many picks as other other schools like BU. It's huge. And next year is something before you before you go. Yeah, then class and next. Year. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Their class next year is absolutely ridiculous. No, and this team yeah, it's five. It was from like national five team. kids from the it's, junior national team. Like, think about there's still absurd. other recruits coming in. It's absurd. This team will have a lot of picks in the future. Greg Brown is learning. He knows. He, he understands what it means to win here and is getting that done. It goes an incredibly long way when the coach can hold the locker room, and clearly he's done that so far with the adversary adversity we faced. We're clearly battling going forth, and, and we're, we're hopefully going to make a run here. Not, hockey, hockey you know, numbers. Go ahead, Greg Brown's obviously the best coach here, but Earl Grant, on the other hand, in basketball, he's had his ups and downs in the season. If you let's, guys want to, you know, expand on that one. Let's, yeah, and, and yeah, let's you didn't need to mention it. Now it doesn't seem so seamless yeah, anymore. No, was, thanks for that one. Just trying to credit you a little bit, but. Um, Coach Grant is interesting because it seems like, in a similar way to 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 Halfley, um, the players really like him, but the sometimes it it really is obvious that he's not the most terrific X and O guy. Um, I completely agree with I that. I think Duke is the um, biggest. Um, in I think he's the best example of that. You know, um, obviously, you know, since we last covered them, uh, they've gone three. It's pretty decent. Which, it's decent. In ACC but, play, it's, it's pretty decent. Obviously, they got a big win against Virginia Tech, who was ranked. Uh, they beat Notre Dame, who was a better team than they were. Even though yeah, Notre the Dame football's the only thing that really matters to them. I'm not going to lie. They don't care. They don't care. And, but obviously, the biggest, I feel like the biggest game of the season. Duke. A game that really. It, and it should have, the worst. Yeah, it should have gone our way. That, it should have gone our way. Terrible, dude. That's such a bad another game. Here's what happened at the end of that game, right? They it's a one it's a one point game. They have a timeout and they get to draw up a play, right? What happened the possession before? I mean, Duke had the ball. We we're up one, shot the ball. We got the re- they, Duke missed. We got the rebound, and instead of calling timeout or freaking Kyle doing anything, they just turn turn the ball over. It's <laughs> unacceptable. It's... So obviously turnovers, but for that that happens throughout the game. You know, a turnover. Or a foul a couple minutes earlier changes the course of the game. But you have the ball down one, 12 seconds, right around half court. You got to draw up a better play than that. We had it yeah, was one I mean, play, half a pick with a seven footer rolling out to the three point line for the kick. And it wasn't open, forced it, just wasn't what. Well, what was interesting about it was they had really a lot of sec- uh, success going to the basket all game. And to run a play that was really yeah. set up, which uh, essentially was a pick and pop with post. Post a good three point. They were shooting, they were shooting like sub twenty percent from the three point line that game, and their decision at the end of the game is to go to the three point line. That makes absolutely. But that's no been sense. them all season. I don't understand if you can't shoot the three ball. Don't pretend to be something you're not. They keep trying. They it was keep more playing. of a mid range, but I still, I still, no, see yeah, it. I, mean, I still like your point. Exactly. You're not making yeah. shots from outside the basket. Get it into your big play, guys. Play the hot hand. Yeah, play put the a hot shot hand. up from around the basket. I mean, yeah, BC cannot. They cannot shoot the ball remote. They are absolutely they're atrocious. Are, they're currently, playing. they're shooting twenty four percent. No, forty two percent from the field, which is not good. And they're shooting twenty seven percent from three. Yeah, that's where, that's the, where they killed. That's think, horrible. I think the big question you have to ask of coach of Coach Graham. Is yes, essentially is. can is this just not a team he can coach in the sense that he's he his coaching style is clearly built for a good three point shooting team. They get a lot of open threes. Honestly, they get a lot of good looks. They just can't make them. 
You would lose to Duke by one. You beat Virginia Tech. You, these are games that you are in. You're not losing by a lot, and you're yeah, shooting just, the ball from three. Which just highlights the fact that BC's with a coach who likes shooting the ball, maybe get a little bit of work in. I mean, but even with that, why shoot it? If you know you can't shoot the ball, and you got and you got you're stepping into the players are stepping into their roles. Like Jane Zacker's been really good he's for us. He's been great. He's been awesome defensively. Defensively, he's been fantastic. I mean, it, but if you look at our team, like our leading scorer has, is 12 points a game, and that's not saying, Ashton you know, Langford. Yep. that's not a lot, but we spread the ball out. I mean, each person in the eight rotation is averaging eight plus a game. You just got to, can we not game plan towards them? Can we not adapt as coaches? Yeah. Here, do what you do well. Agree. Here's what I think is so interesting, is that you look at probably the best player on the court. At on the starting five, is it? Mac- I think it's. We think it's. Mackay. I think it's Mackay. Probably Mackay. He makes some pretty flashy plays, and he I does. think it's Quinton. Yeah, I mean, well, Quinton does. He's have still. A, he I think he possesses he, a different. He's skillset. still not. Quinton's still not moving a hundred percent. You can tell. No. And I think, by the way, Duke was his best game since his return. He's yeah, a, for he's sure. a menace in the paint. But you look at Prince; is only playing seventeen point seven minutes per game, and Ashton Langford is playing thirty one. Now he's your starting point guard, but Prince is only a freshman right coming from a big time program in minnesota get him some more minutes what do you no 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 no. get him some more minutes okay so this is something and i think it's something you don't in a lot of times in for a program like bc where you don't it's not one and done you come to bc to play four years of basketball right the freshmen don't play like the way the way prince has been playing freshmen aren't supposed to do that in a program like bc even even at 18 minutes a game that's too many. That's it's. I mean, he's earned it, obviously, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot for him, and it's uh, and it's pretty obvious that you can see that he's. It's 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 taking a toll on him. Yeah, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, but I mean, yeah, go ahead, Tim. And even though Ashton Langford hasn't been shooting phenomenally, having a veteran on the court like that is much more important. To winning games than having an eighteen. I really like his pull up. I don't know why he doesn't go. He's to that, that little. He's he that little pull up from the elbow. Yeah, from the elbow. I kind of like it. He because he's a very fast. That's what he player. tried to do when when thing when that Duke play fell apart. He had that one play. He tried, he tried to get to that spot. Post had a bad screen. He posted a screen that did not work. It did not get the defender off of him. So what did he do? He went to the only to the thing he knew he had the best shot to. He took the guy to about to about sixteen feet. Shot it, missed. Not a, not the worst shot in the Heavily world, contested. but that but that's that's what I'd rather be shooting that shot. It was contested, but but you know it's it's your best players take the best shot. So, I mean, it's a team that's three and six since we last covered them. They're now two and six in conference play. But you and, say sorry, just a really quick. You say no. You say uh, best player take best shot. But the possession before that, when we were trying to get within one or tie it, I don't remember correctly. We went to Quinton Post, and he made it. Well, what was interesting, that was, so, that play was really funny, at least to me, because that was clearly, I, 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 if you watch a lot of basketball, you know about the um, Christian Leitner play, which is they chuck it down the court, the Christian Leitner catches the it. Christian Leitner play. Christian Leitner catches it with his back to the basket, turns and makes a shot. That's essentially what Quinn Post did, so it was ironic that he did it against Duke. That's a tough play to do. It is. It's and- a great, I believe it was, I think Langford made that pass. I think Makai. I made think it pass? was Langford. I think it was. Ashford. Which was a it was a crazy pass in the first place, almost like Daniel Jones. Oh, you mean too. the greatest quarterback left in the playoffs? And, um, if if it was like Daniel Jones. Oh, that's funny. Here's like who has the lowest turnover rate in the NFL. Or oh, Daniel Jones. Let's stay on top. Let's stay on top. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. I clean 
to open up a can of worms. Well, the can of worms has been opened, and the worms are all 3,200 passing yards in his quote-unquote best. All oh, right. Okay. Right. Jalen Hurts has more. We got, we got an epic stats. Saturday Guys, coming up. We are, a, we are a New more rushing sports podcast. And more passing yards. No one cares. And we, need, we need New England. Around. I don't want to mask one. We need I don't want to mask one. Uh, well, I mean, you have, you have, you have a semi-New England. We have a semi-New England. Timmy. Timmy, and he's being very quiet about that. Little Sox fan over there. How does it feel being in last place? Oh, you know, see, I'm starting to do it again. You know. Okay, first of all, let him talk about has... the Celtics. If you want, to, let him talk about his good team. Let's talk about he's your good team. Bruins. No team. Well, Bruins are. Well, I'm not. Fan. I'm not really good. The Celtics. I'm not gonna really call myself a Bruins fan, but the Celtics. They make me happy. So they make you happy. Let's move on. Anyway, to BC. Team. Anyway, so to close to close out to close out with with basketball, I think. I'm excited about the guys who are going to be here next year. And I think if you get a shooter or two, you get a couple three and D guys. You can play. You really don't need, you don't need a, Makai's, uh, uh, going to be here next year, right? Am I correct? Oh, I, don't no. know. I think this is grad he's senior. Yeah, no. He had a he's senior grad. night last year. So he's a grad student grad. this year. So that's tough, obviously. But, you know, you have Prince to take that kind of role, right? Yeah. So. I think that if you get you need complimentary guys. If they get those complimentary guys, they they can figure it out. Yeah. So as I was trying to say, the team that's had some big wins, but they're three and six. I mean, they ranked one against Virginia Tech. And if you if you're one of four teams with a negative point differential in the conference, you're not going to be towards the high of those rankings. And they're eight and eleven, and that shows. I mean, and then you look at these next two games really quickly before we get into our next segment. Notre Dame. And Louisville, you go into South Bend, you go, you host Louisville. Louisville is two and sixteen. For both winnable games, you, and you beat Notre Should Dame both, and you beat Notre Dame once. You get back to ten and eleven, and you build some confidence. I'll get two straight for the first time since their only chance is the tournament. This team, if they figure it out, honestly, honestly, I mean, that they, game, they gave they can, Virginia Tech was awesome. They can get, they can, they can hang with anyone in the conference. Honestly, and so no, that makes them. They scared. They definitely scared Duke. Duke was definitely scared in that game. They and and you. the ACC is weak this year. As we move on, I mean, not. I mean, Clemson, Virginia. Uh, yeah, I mean, Virginia's not scared yeah, of us. But I mean, relative to other years. All right, let's move on. After a nice little month in review, Jackson. Yeah, we get into a couple quick segment, little pointers here. Uh, I want to start with the NFL. Uh, a couple All Pros, uh, including first team All Pro Matt Milano. Uh, obviously. Very actually, I didn't even know he was having that great of a season, which is crazy to see. Very, but uh, then you get uh, this two two players in the second team. You got Justin Simmons, safety from uh, Denver, and you got Chris Lindstrom, a lineman on the Falcons. So that's um, pretty neat, I'd say. Uh, one last thing. There you go. segment of Eagles in the NFL. Last thing I want to do is uh, highlight the, some spring sports coming up. Uh, just one, actually, women's lacrosse. Uh, USA Magazine. USA Magazine um, came out with their rankings. Uh, women placed third, which I honestly thought they'd be put second, but that's fine. Uh, Maryland and UNC, I believe, are the two teams ahead of them. Um, and unfortunately, something I'm going to have to knock BC at is so their first game is in the Fishfield House on February 11th. Um, I don't know why. We can't go see it, but apparently every game in the Fishfield House is closed to the public, including Duke at home. Are you kidding? something? I just what the, our first are you the first game we get to see is March the only 19th. good game here. Oh, that was stupid. 
That's stupid. I, mean, I guess they do have. That is yeah. stupid. That's that's amazing. Eighty thousand dollars to look through windows at a sports stadium. And have it in the bubble. I don't on the field. It only goes in the stadium. I don't care. I mean, you probably can't fit enough people in that, but because that's no, where they, they practice, practice in the field, the field house. So you don't touch the. I know the. No, so I think some varsity teams practice in the bubble. I read an article. I think it was heights or something. I mean, I get it because Fish has like no spots yeah, for stands or spectators at all. But like, no, it makes sense, especially since they're not, they're not revenue, revenue sports. sports. And, and, yeah, that's. Just, I feel like we could use. We could use the cold to our greater note on the scheduling. Like you look at the games that we had over break. They had they beat Virginia Tech, which I mean, look, they it's still a ranked team. You're gonna go see a ranked team. You're gonna go to the outside outside frozen Fenway. You're gonna go to frozen Fenway. Also, the worst part about that was that not only was it frozen Fenway outside. Duke basketball was scheduled on the same day. On the same day, exactly. I think I don't know if BC's in control of that, but. Uh, I do think the ACC is in control of that. Certainly. And if you look at when they made the schedule last year, that was a and Duke team that's ranked um, and an Notre Dame team that was ranked for a little bit. And I'm going to be honest, guys, they do not care, personally, the ACC, about uh, BC students being at the game. What they do care about is having big market games for these Duke and Notre Dame teams. And them losing Notre to... Dame a BC team doesn't really bode well for their ratings. So they need those teams to get those easy wins and so they can have better ratings and better coverage. I also think yeah. that... Hot take, but... I also... I mean, another thing that's important which is related to it is, you know what two teams are doing really well and you never hear about them? BC women's basketball is 13-7. and seven. There you go. And uh, BC uh, women's, women's hockey is good, too. It's doing terrific as well. Do you know they played last night? Yeah. Maybe Holy Cross. I didn't know that. Their Instagram is actually very good. Is it in Conti? It's at home. Was that at home? It's at home. Well, that how? No, there's no. I no clue. It's terrible. If you care about, if they, if BC cares about women's sports, which it seems like they do. No, but I love this. No, there were more people watching me and Noah play basketball. Basketball jerseys. We had, we had a crowd. They were no. There was a I mean, jersey swap. No, I, I actually do want to. We really cool. shouldn't be taking shots at, especially anyone who works here. But Blake James is horrible as our athletic director. I mean, I mean, I don't want to take a shot. I just goes. Let's not take shots. No, let's take shots. But this blatantly calls him out by name, guys. I don't want to be too. Could have said athletic director. Athletic director. You honestly could have just said the name Blake James. I would have been like, I have no idea you're talking about. It's so it's so fake to be so like. Pro yeah, women's sports, and then to never they take away the they take away the women's sports, sports in general. I mean, for the BU game, they said go to a women's sports game, For forcing students to go yeah, during exam week, right? Because then it feels like sure to go to. Okay, like people are forced to go. Yeah, like right. Okay, so you make the you make the students go. Right, it's during exam week. Right, speak your truth, Nick. He had to get there at five to get the voucher, and then stay the whole game. Game started at six, so you're staying till eight, eight thirty to get during the middle of exam week. During the exam week, to get an email the next morning saying, "Oh yeah, we'll be handing them out from one to five for free." It was it was the stuff too, which I like collecting. 
Or you can't, if you're like my go. and had class on said Wednesday, I didn't go. So I purchased a ticket off of StubHub and then it just, woke up to the email the next morning saying wild. I could get my it's ticket for free. Like, it was in a lovely look, mood that morning. I've spoken about this to many people here, and I've I don't, I've probably mentioned this on the podcast. This school not having a men's lacrosse team either is something bizarre to me. You talk about the women's True. lacrosse team is so good, and it doesn't have a men's team that not only would this place sell, it would complement a men's team. And having Wells as your main your main figure, you wear jerseys for him. Oh, you're a lacrosse guy. Can I, I want to say one thing. Think about where you pull, like the demographics of kids you pull from. Exactly. Think about how many of those kids play high school lacrosse. It's the Northeast. We have the best kids play lacrosse. DC has the best men's club lacrosse team in the not nation. The best, they would top dominate in recruiting. Still, that's not that thing. Let's dominate the best ACC team. Which, meaning they could stay in the ACC. Meaning that just brings in more money for the university. years for lacrosse has needed one more team. They have, they're not even considered really a conference in lacrosse because they only have five teams in the ACC. You need to have six to be considered a conference, to have a playoff, to have an auto bid in the NCAA rankings. BC would fit that role perfectly. They have they have raised fundraisers. They have done many other things to bring a BC men's lacrosse team here. There has been an outcry of people on so many platforms calling for this. And they just refuse to do it. It makes no sense either. I would say my one point I do want to make about having having a good yeah, that's true. club team because does not BC necessarily correlate. Because BC had, for a while, one of the best club basketball teams. A ranked club basketball team. Not anymore. And club not, pretty good, but not this year. But now, they did. But that doesn't mean BC was good at basketball. Now, it's obvious, I think, to anyone... That BC would do really well. Do so well in it sells. Lacrosse. People come here. They right? Come they do over. so well in hockey. Hockey players and lacrosse also, players are very No, no, that is true. And a very important demographic also, also, lacrosse is these young kids who want to come watch these games. This is a hot spot. Newton is a hot spot for lacrosse. Boston's a hot spot for lacrosse. People would come here. Kids would come here. They're just fans. Not even just students would just come to watch. Kids would preach. Imagine you're growing up, you're growing up, and you know, and you live in this area, and you know Boston College has a lacrosse has a lacrosse team. You're a top player. Wouldn't you love to play for your hometown team? There you go. Yeah. Proud, especially if it's a hot team. Or you could at least pay for a ticket and watch it. Just imagine. Or you could go to another game. Everything I. At final point, you'd be joining the ACC, which has you want to hear the ACC a bunch of really teams? good lacrosse teams, which you might think is bad, but you're getting There's on national one other division in lacrosse that's revenue. bad than the ACC. I don't know. That's the Ivy League. I know. Sounds ironic. Ivy League teams have good lacrosse teams. They do. Cornell, Brown, Princeton, Yale, Harvard. Moving on. Good job knowing the Ivy League schools. Good work. Good ACC. job knowing the Ivy League schools. Good work. Has these schools. These five schools in their lacrosse. Tell me if you've heard of if they're these are good lacrosse teams. UNC. Never heard of them. Duke. Duke. Yeah, they're very good. No, very good. Notre Dame. Very good. Very good. Very very good. You know what? Notre Dame. Very good. What is that? Church burned down. And the last one. What's the last one? No, the last one is Virginia. No, it is. The last one is Virginia. I bet they're champions from two years ago. 
Virginia. It's just like, oh, it Virginia. makes no sense. Sure, I'm not going to lie. If BC would have joined the ACC right away, we would get our no, ass whooped instantly. But after a couple of years, you get the recruitment. This is a hot spot. This team will grow, especially in the ACC. And then we'll grow the sport, which is something lacrosse needs. That's, That's the thing. Women's lacrosse is growing everywhere. Clemson's got a team. Florida's got a game. Uh, a shit ton of... Jackson, do you like play lacrosse? A southern schools are now getting lacrosse teams. Georgia Tech. This the men's lacrosse isn't expanding, and it's something that's yeah. becoming an issue for the sport itself, and yeah. for people like me who want to watch it. And it it would bring in so much. It would actually bring revenue here. Like it would be a paying sport here. I think. I think. Yeah, I think. Jackson, there's smoke coming out of a lap. He's got. He's, he's fuming. But I think that's. I think that's how we'll end it to make sure the that Daniel Jones jersey. To make sure that Jackson doesn't have. Yeah, we got it. We got a great semester ahead. Though. Great semester ahead. To get into kind of our last segment. Well, I like that as last segment. That's how we'll end it. It's a great semester. Vermont game. Good way to end it. Good to be back. Record a podcast next week. Every we will. We will record something next week. We will record something next week. That's gonna happen. And I, think, I want you guys all to know, I'm going to say right now, at that BCBU game, I'm going to be out. on a different level. I'm going to burn that place to the ground if I have to. Yo, this, this, and I'm taking every BU player down with me. Wait, no. Yep. I mess oh, special. Sorry, that's, that's my phone ringing. That's our show tonight. It's you not the same. Day. Day. Oh, not the same one, Jimmy. Oh, we failed. That's the wrong one. We right, failed that, that one. Video lives in oh, that's heads over. That was all anyway. It's over. Bye. Bye. Can we start playing that at the game, though? Like, if we just start all the intersection plays that on the game. we should all sing it. Whopper, Whopper, Junior, Whopper, Trick it. It's good to be back, guys. All right, and one note to leave you on. The dinosaurs never existed. Son of a bitch!